0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. Movers and shakers leading businesses, nonprofits,
1: governments, and schools across the Quad City area, Illinois, and Iowa. How did they get started? What is their story? Their goals? Their advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? And now, here's your host for Wonder Women, News8's Angie Sharp. Hi, everyone. I hope wherever you are listening to this right now, you are happy and healthy. 2020 has been a crazy year, and I know we're all looking forward to it being over, right? Me especially, as I get ready to welcome our first child into our family, a baby boy due at the very end of December. So with that in mind, this month's episode of Wonder Woman is a little different. It's a collaboration with my incredible colleague and fantastic friend, Denise Hanika, who produces her own podcast as well, called On A Mother Level. She invited me to be her her guest, and I couldn't be more honored, you guys. She is the example of a mother I definitely look up to and a Wonder Woman in her own right, and I will be repaying this favor in the future. You can be sure of that. So enjoy this special episode about a special journey of becoming a mom. It's my own story, no one else's, and I'm equally excited and nervous to share it with all of you. As always, thank you for listening. Ladies out.
0: When you're wearing a bun, <laughs> I was just gonna where do you put the where do you put where, the headphones? Where do you put the bun? I don't know. <laughs> there, are you comfortable having to look at me like this for the yeah, next hour?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I don't get to look at you anymore, so it's perfect. I know. Look deep into my I eyes. Know.
0: This is a podcast conversation I was always hoping we would have, mm. and here we are <laughs> having it. It's hard to believe, isn't it? You're sitting over there with your belly, my bum, my boy. <laughs> Okay, so you're having a boy, Ange. Yeah. Tell me your reaction when you found out you were having a boy.
1: Oh, man. I mean, I'm just glad it's human.
0: <laughs> you know, like people make such a big deal
1: out of boy or girl. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm having a baby. That's the main point here. That's the main goal. It yeah. didn't matter to me if it was a boy or a girl. If that smoke that I hit... With the golf ball, if it was going to be blue or pink, it, it yeah. could have been black. I don't care. I'm having a
0: baby. I was very impressed, though, that you did the swinging. Yeah,
1: that was Zach's idea.
0: <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah,
1: Zach was like, you should be the one doing this. You're the one having the baby. Like, Why does it always have to be the guy that does all the hitting of the baseball or the pyrotechnic fire gun thing? Like, right. Why don't you do it? You can hit a golf ball. like, I can hit a golf ball. That sounds good. So we did it. <laughs> and we did it at a place that was really, really special to us. It's the place that we got engaged, which is right. awesome. And it just meant the world to me that we were able to have our family there and... My aunt and uncle were the ones who got to open the envelope and put the golf ball on the tee, and they're like second parents to me, so it was just amazing. If you watch the video, you can see me right before I hit it, I look at Zach, because it was kind of like, it's all going to change after this, right? Like, it's not just you and me anymore. I mean, we knew that we were going to have a baby, but we... Didn't have a he or a she. Mm -hmm. We're just calling it it or that thing in there. (laughs) Like, I kind of looked at him for the last time because it's like, after this, we'll know if we're going to have, be parents of a son or a daughter. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. life changing, as you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you bet it is. Well, I'm super glad it's a boy just because I'm (laughs) extremely partial to boys, only because that's all that I know, but also I just think they're the funnest. They're little great. boys. I Abram is the most loving and <laughs> like yesterday when I put him to bed, he grabbed my face and kissed me right on oh the lips. God. And I'm like, I just feel like, because you're a little boy, this is even sweeter. Yes, is that, I agree. Is that terrible and no. sexist of me to say? No, it's not
1: because there's always going to be that. Yeah. That's
0: always going to be a thing. Oh, I just felt like if I'm the queen of his world for as long as possible, yep. like then I'm doing something right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that. Something about that mother son mm-hmm. connection I, I, I find incredibly special. Yeah, also, I, I think don't know with anything
1: else. <laughs> girls, we think that just automatically happens, right? That mm-hmm. connection is just supposed to automatically happen. But either way, it's something that you have to work towards with your right. son or daughter. And I just love that you have those moments. I can't wait to yeah. have those moments. My closest to that is my nephews. I have two boys that I, you know, spent the last nine years being an aunt to. Um, so I feel kind of like a the boy-mom, boy-aunt And that right, and I've seen those boys grow up into amazing little men, and Mm -hmm. I just cannot wait to see what our boy thinks of these two hilarious (laughs) boys that live outside Chicago. And they're just gonna—the three of them—are just gonna have a ball.
0: We have so much to get to because Mm -hmm. not only are you pregnant, which is a huge story in itself, (laughs) um, but you're also pregnant during the world's craziest time ever. And um, the day is approaching so quickly. I so know. you're due. Remind me,
1: December twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah, the day after Christmas. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> I hate it when people say that. Oh gosh. I know. I know that people like to say that, but it's a miracle no matter what kind of right. type time of year it happens. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I'm twenty when we're recording this. I'm twenty five weeks pregnant. Okay. And I've been home anchoring for 26 weeks oh wow so i've almost spent the entire time anchoring remotely in my basement as i have been pregnant which is crazy
0: yeah so the christmas miracle thing i bet you the other thing people are saying is like oh i'm getting down in the quarantine like It, that's like got to be so gross. Yeah. Well, that's like it's, such a gross thing to say to somebody. It really is. <laughs>
1: we, we all know where babies come from.
0: We don't really Thank need you. to like
1: go into that. But it is funny to say like, oh, yeah, we stayed at home. Or my friends as a joke got me a little onesie. It said they did not stay six feet apart.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: cringy but hilarious all at the same time because it is it's a pandemic baby Mm. and there's gonna be tons of them like my doctor's office is very busy and the hospital's gonna be very busy in december january february and that's okay that's good there's good that there's been some beautiful things that have come out of something that has torn our country apart and Every day, Ugh. you and I both are reporting on just the saddest stories. We need to be able to hang on to things like this. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I guess, where in the world do you want to begin? <laughs> I mean, do we begin like eight years ago, right after you got married? Got married do we begin? Yeah. Do we begin three years ago?
1: I know where I want to begin. So one of my pandemic projects was to start playing the piano again. Really? And so I got out all my old piano books, and I was kind of just going through them from the very, very beginning. Like, these are what notes are on the piano. And one of them was a song. It was something about when I grow up, and there was a space on the page where you could write in what you wanted to be when you grew up. And what I wrote was a teacher and a mother.
0: Oh, did you remember (laughs) writing that?
1: I mean, I knew that I... Loved doing, like, setting up my classroom in the basement and teaching and doing those things. But the mother thing was the thing that really threw me for a loop. And it kind of brought me to tears, obviously, and sitting at my piano and doing this, knowing that I'm going to be having a baby and finally going to become a mother Mm -hmm. and achieve that dream. I feel like I've kind of been a teacher in a way, you know, especially in our jobs, we're teaching you know, the young reporters and young ones and going back to Augustana and teaching those students and getting them ready for their careers. But uh, the mother thing really, really like yeah. hit me. And I was like, I always knew that I was meant to be a mother.
0: But there have been plenty of things that made you feel like that might not happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just took a lot longer than I wanted it to do. Yeah. you know that's as simple as I can put it it took a lot longer than I wanted it to and um I got I hit the jackpot when I met Zach and he came out of nowhere came out of right field um and we fell in love very quickly and got married eight years ago and I always told him and I always told other people too that when I married him I married him because I wanted him as a husband I didn't marry him because I wanted to him as a dad right as my Mm -hmm. future Mm -hmm. children i married him for him and i still stand by that um so we didn't really talk all that much about you know when are we going to start having kids and you know all those kind of conversations we didn't do pre-marriage counseling you know before we got married uh we were in a non-religious ceremony my grandmother did the ceremony outside and uh, we just never really had those conversations, but I think we both knew, like, yeah, it'd be really cool to grow a family and do th- those kinds of things. Uh, but we were still in our 20s, and we knew that we were t- still kind of young. And You're we,
0: both in big careers. Yeah,
1: big careers, really big careers that we, were really important to us that we wanted to advance in. And so we just kind of, like, enjoyed marriage you know which i think is a good thing yes um but then it was it was like probably three years ago where it was really starting to settle in like i want to be a mom all my friends are having kids i got my nephews which is awesome but i am ready to you know do start this next chapter i'm ready to grow our family and that's one little tangent i'll make is that it's we're not starting our family we're growing it my family started when I married Zach, yeah, he's my family. Yeah, and after our kid, our kids are all grown up and away. At the end of the day, it's still going to be me and Zach. Yeah, that's my home. And so, um, three years ago, we started, you know, doing the stopping the birth control, pull the goalie, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Um, but then I had a big health thing that popped up, and that was ITPs, this autoimmune disease where it causes my platelets to attack my body um and so it causes low platelets January 2016 is the year that I was turning 30.
0: okay and it was supposed to be
1: this big year and it mm-hmm. was a big year because I'm going to turn 30 no matter what and went to Napa Valley you know and had this big 30th birthday celebration um but on top of all that I was dealing with this health problem that a lot of people don't and still don't understand right it's it's a really weird autoimmune disease um but it's it it affects you and your body and i had to be on steroids for a good year and a half for it you remember Mm -hmm. all of this because it was when i was working the same shift as you and i would be in the newsroom and these steroids like they make your eyes go like you're jittery you're jittery all the time and when you're in a newsroom of full of fluorescent lights it's like the worst thing ever it's hard to focus uh you're really antsy uh it's just really unnerving, not knowing what was going on in my body, because the entire time I felt fine. Right. Well, and you
0: time. looked fine. You right. know, it's not like anything external, nothing, no. you, your speech, there was nothing happening. No,
1: no. It just made you gain weight, which sucked. And um, it caused like these little red dots all over. And that's how I first found out about oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Remember, that was the first reason. And so I went to the dermatologist and they told me to go get the blood test And then it was the people at the blood lab who called me. I was sitting in my car in the back parking lot of work. And they're like, where are you? I said, I'm at work. And they're like, don't drive anywhere. Your platelets are like 14,000. A normal person platelets are 150,000 or more. And I said, well, I feel fine. I'm fine. Yeah, so so
0: why didn't they want you to drive anywhere?
1: They just didn't want me to get into an accident because I would have bled to death.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because I wasn't, Yeah.
1: And so I called my sister-in-law, who's a doctor, and told her about what was going on. I feel fine. I feel fine. And I went to bed that night. The next day, I woke up to her calling me saying, you need to go to the ER. Like, don't wait for this follow-up appointment with a hematologist. Go to the ER and get help now. Wow. When I went into the ER, my plates were down to 7,000. So they dropped by half. Holy smokes. And that's kind of what started this steroid journey and going to Dr. Stuart Garneau in the Quad Cities, who is a well-known and amazing oncologist and hematologist in our area. Um, And for a year and a half, I kind of was on the struggle bus, roller coaster of... Lots of steroids and then tapering down and then lots of steroids and tapering down. And finally, 2017, our five-year wedding anniversary was the last day I took a steroid pill. And it's been, you know, three years since. Yep. So I do think that that had something to do with me not being able to Get pregnant
0: when I wanted to. And if I remember correctly, the advice was not to get pregnant, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. There was a
1: little bit of that. There just isn't a lot known about ITP. A lot of it happens in kids okay. and it's acute ITP. So it goes away. Um, I had chronic ITP because it happened as an adult and it wouldn't go away right away. But my body did respond to steroids and they were just like, it's not a good idea to get pregnant when you're on steroids. Okay, So it was kind of like this weaning and then how long is the steroid really still in my system though before um, I can get pregnant and stuff. So I do think that that had something to do with it. But I also think I wasn't in a right mental space at all for it. I just was so, I don't know, bitter and like not happy with the fact that I had to deal with this autoimmune disease. And it was almost like it would have been better if I had broken a leg or you could have seen it like mm-hmm. I think that's the problem with the autoimmune diseases that a lot of people don't understand is you can't look at a person and see it and be like oh they're sick like we need to think about that as far as their situation goes no it's this healthy young woman Angie when are you gonna have kids why aren't you having kids yet you know like those mm-hmm. all those questions come up and I just want to sometimes scream back at those people being like I have an autoimmune disease. Like, I can't help it. I can't help what's going on in my body. Right. Like, I I don't know what's going on. So it was just kind of this mental game that I think I really put myself into and I was constantly losing it Mm -hmm. and just wasn't in a good mental space. And I think that's why I was supposed to wait for this.
0: You've probably thought a lot about that. Ugh. It's like you're looking for meaning in this really difficult part of your life.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm a reflector. I reflect on a lot of things. And so yeah, I think that I just thought about it constantly. It really did kind of take over my life, thinking about why can't I get pregnant? Why isn't working for us? Does that mean we're not supposed to be together? Like you kind of get into a dark place of like really? Yeah, like of where where you're at in life? Like, did I make the right decisions? Like, do I need to change careers? Like, to is this morning shift, you know, like messing with my internal system? And that's why, you know, do I need to be moving faster to get a specialist? Um, am I infertile? Like, you just don't know what to do. Like, or do I just wait? Do I just right. trust in something up above me and just wait and keep literally trying? Yeah. And that's kind of what I went with. You know, we it took a while before we got to a point where we're like, we should maybe go see somebody. Right. Like a specialist. And that's kind of when everything started changing. It was amazing.
0: I remember one conversation that we had about um, trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I remember that you said you were nervous to go to a specialist because. The way the child was conceived was meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I remember you not wanting any interventions and you wanted it to be as pure as possible Mm -hmm. between you and Zach. And I wonder, and I'm just bringing that up because I just wonder if that's a thought that a lot of people have. You know what I mean? Where you struggle with this idea of like, if we are. Mm the right couple why can't we do this together and be
1: you know what i mean absolutely like why do we need to have a science intervention on this right it should just work this is the way it's worked for billions of years not billions well you know what i mean like yeah it's worked for a long long time in this way why can't it work for us right and it was yeah it was a lot of that and thinking about I don't know, just making it so medical. Yeah. I wanted it to be romantic and really exciting and happy for us. Right. I'm so glad that it turned out to be that way. Yeah. I'm really glad that it did. Spoiler alert,
0: hold on. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, but I will, yeah, I just, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. But I remember, I remember when you were talking about that, I thought like, all that matters is just getting what you want. Like, who cares how? Like, right. it's the end goal that we're worried about.
1: Yeah, I just, it all comes back to the fact that it's me and Zach. It's me and Zach in this together. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want a lot of medical intervention. Um, and I know it's not that way for everyone. Right. So I'm only speaking from my own experience and my own headspace that I've been in in the last three years. But I just really wanted it to be us that we are doing this together and I didn't want to take it to that next level unless I really, really felt like we needed to. Mm -hmm. And I was almost to a point where I didn't want to take it to that next level at all. That maybe it was meant to be that Zach and I weren't supposed to be parents. Really? I wondered if maybe that's just the way it's supposed to be for us. That we're just supposed to be continuing to have this great marriage and have our dog Zuno and be awesome and an uncle to all of our nephews and our, you know, unofficial nieces mm-hmm. and nephews, and just do that because there's plenty of people who are amazing people that aren't able to have kids, right? And so maybe we're just meant to kick butt at our jobs and uh, be really good friends to people and do really good things in our community and fill our time with all of that instead of parenting a little one. Yeah, um, but deep down on. And I would tell us to Zach, I know I'm meant to be a mom. I just know it. I know I'm meant to be a mom. And I know, I look at him and I say, I know you're meant to be a dad. Like, I just, I see it in you now. I see it in you with the way you treat our dog (laughs) as a child. You know, I see it in you, even though he's never changed a diaper in his life. Like, I just, I know that you and I are supposed to do this together. Yeah. And a lot of those conversations happen in the room that we are making a nursery right now in our house.
0: When did your mind change about looking for intervention and seeing a specialist?
1: Um, It was about this, this time last year, you know, my annual appointment with my gynecologist and just having the conversation and getting the piece of paper that's basically said you're infertile. You know, like here's some support groups that you could go to. Um, maybe Zach needs to get tested. Yeah. You know, maybe we need to start doing some of these things. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we could do that. You know, we could get tested and do some of those those things. But I don't necessarily have to call a specialist if I don't want to. I'm the one who has to make that call. Mm-hmm. And so I did make the call. I set up the appointment, which they're very busy people, so the appointment wasn't for, like, many, <laughs> right. many months. They send me a packet of information to fill out, and you'd think I would fill that information out, that packet out, the second I would get it. I never filled out that packet. No, I really? couldn't fill it out. I was freaking out. It was a big packet. Family history, Zach had to fill out parts. I just could not. Every time I sat down to fill it out, it was just so hard for me. Yeah. It's just like, I this is not the way I wanted it to go. And it's like, I was mad at myself. I was mad at Zach. I was mad at the world. Like, I don't know who, like what my problem was, but I just couldn't get it done. And they, I, I filled out enough for them to still honor the appointment and stuff, but they're They kept calling, being like, you need to fill out the packet. Send back the packet. Your appointment's coming up. I'm like, I'll just bring it with me when I come. Like, I'll just show up earlier. Leave me alone about the packet. Yeah, like, this packet. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm very organized, you know. Like, I pay my bills. Like, I just could not get this packet off of my desk. And I don't know what my problem was with it. And I think I just had this mental block that... This is not the way I wanted it to be. This is not the way I want it to be. But we had appointments set up. Uh, some appointments got changed just because of how things go with, um, you know, the, the doctor had, you know, to go deliver other babies. And so appointments got canceled, appointments got changed. And I finally was, after the new year, like in a really good mental space, like we're going to go through this process. We're just going to take it with grace. We're going to just see what they have to say. And I'm going to go through whatever procedures I need to go to to see if I'm clogged or whatever it is. Because Zach's test came back. Fine. Normal. So I'm like, well, apparently it's an Angie problem. Of course it is. Another, you know, period of a couple months where I was blaming everything on myself. And so I was in a really good mental space. I was really optimistic about it. And then the pandemic hit. And I got the phone call that they were canceling all appointments and that we're not... (sighs) Going to have this appointment so imagine that right again the roller coaster continues i finally have gotten myself in a really really good place where i'm ready for medical intervention and then i the, the rug is swept out from underneath me mm-hmm. and i'm like well now what now we're right back where we were right and so that was the same month that we got pregnant <laughs>
0: that blows my mind
1: isn't that crazy yes I don't know it's something about like giving up control Ugh. right and isn't that like the first maybe piece of advice in parenting is giving up control mm-hmm. and just knowing you can't control everything around you and I'm yes. a control freak so I think that there's something magical about what happened
0: so okay I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you at the same mm-hmm. time. Because number one, yes, like there is the element of just surrendering. Like I, <laughs> there's nothing more that can be done here. But I also don't want to give any credence to all the dum-dums who I'm sure said to you, you just need to relax the and light. your body needs to relax and it will happen when it happens. You know, because that's the thing that everyone says when they're trying to be supportive. And I've probably said it. Ooh. I've said it. it, it was like You know what I mean? You just say. Mm-hmm. You just say. And you. But it's a stupid thing to say. And it's a stupid thing to hear because you're like, I am relaxed. Yeah. I'm really relaxed. Well, it's like, don't oh press God. the button.
1: There's a button on this microphone. And I'm like, I want to press it. <laughs> I want to press the button. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. See, so yeah, I
0: pressed the button. <laughs> Turn it back on. And I pressed the button. Turn it back on. It just mutes you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it just... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to be, all the stars have to be aligned. Yeah. But also, shut up. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> just stop.
1: And it, but it's amazing. When you think about making a baby, the stars do need to be aligned. Yes. Everything needs to be working. I can't tell you how many apps I downloaded to track my whatever I cycle and everything mm-hmm. like the stars really do need to be aligned which makes you question like how does so many people are able to get pregnant right like it's was such a to-do for me and for us but thank god it happened and that it happened the way that I wanted it to yes and again I can't say enough that I know that my story is not everyone's story but it is a story and yeah it's something mentally that I had to go through and I really struggled with I mean it's you and I both know this. It's really hard to struggle with things in your personal life when you have such a public job. Yes. When there are some mornings where I did not want to say good morning, Quad Cities. I wanted to say something else. <laughs> and I did not want to wake up. I did not want to put on a happy face. I did not want to be cheery and, you know, I just didn't want to do Reading kicker
0: stories about families and... Or health stories about...
1: If you're pregnant, you should only da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I, there was one... I mean, I can keep it together. There was one morning where we had a health segment that had a story about infertility. And during that commercial break, I had to get off the desk. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I just had to take a moment, you know? Because when you work in news, it's hard not to connect. You want to connect right. with those stories. If you're a good newscaster you do that right and I was really connecting for some reason obviously for with that story but you know it's neither here nor there but there were some mornings that I did not want to be there I didn't want to do it you know it'd be that morning with that I would have gotten my period you know right before going to work 3 a.m I'm like well this is not going to be a good day mm-hmm. but we're not allowed to have bad days when you're right. on television And when you're on television for two and a half straight hours you don't have time to think about it so you kind of just put it in the back of your head you focus on what you need to do that day and you focus on the good in your life i did a really good job of filling up my time with charity work Mm -hmm. volunteering uh trying to be the best friend i could be you know a good aunt a good wife doing everything i could so that i did not have to think about the fact that i wasn't pregnant and that i wasn't going to be a mom
0: Well, I can't think of a more positive way to handle it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because anytime I'm depressed about something, I stay home and I get mad and I watch Real Housewives and I get mad (laughs) about that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be mad at your your life (laughs) because I'm mad about my life. Freaking Housewives. So dramatic.
0: But honestly, going back to something you just said, you said, um, you know, this is my story and it's different than other people's stories and and this and that. And to me, that's a very mom thing to say because Mm -hmm. so many things are, well, I might be having this, but somebody else's kid has this Mm -hmm. and it's they're feeling it worse. And I remember feeling that way when I dealt with postpartum where you constantly go, but somebody else had it worse. Somebody else had it. So why am I sitting here talking about the, you know, the hard time I had? Because it wasn't that hard if you compare it to this or this or this sure, or this, you point. know? Good but point. I think it's really important, though, to say it like you said it, which is, this is mine. Yeah. Like, this is my story, and I'm not comparing it to anyone else's. Mm-hmm. This is just it. And I think that's a very mom thing to do is to always go like, but somebody else has yeah, it Yeah, somebody else has me. it worse. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was some just dark times where i just yeah. didn't know what was going to be the rest of my life. It was yeah. so easy to look back at what you've done and be proud of accomplishments and all those things and be really excited about certain things and getting close to like our 10 year wedding anniversary and focusing on those milestones, but in the back of your mind you're like at one point i sat down at a piano and i wrote down that i wanted to be a mother. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know, I just, I have an amazing mom. And so I knew that I really, really wanted, I really, really wanted to continue that legacy and continue, you know, that motherhood, the beautiful uh, motherhood that she gave me, the beautiful way she raised me and my dad too. I just really wanted to continue that. And it just made me so sad thinking that I might not be able to do that. Yeah. But I could do other things. I could you know, give my time, talent, treasure to this charity and this charity and this cause and this cause. And, um, yes, it was good that I spent my time doing that, but I probably should have had some of those days and some of those weeks and some of those months where I just sat with my feelings and really dug deep about it. Yeah. You know, like I should have done that sometimes. I just filled my schedule because I wasn't filling it. With anything else, yes. and I did not want an empty schedule. Mm-hmm. So there's some good to it, but there yeah. was also
0: some some bad to it too. I think this is interesting. It's helping me like understand a little bit more about you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I saw how busy your schedule was, mm-hmm. and I'm like, geez, homegirl needs to just like chill. Who do you need MC? <laughs> I'll write that script. Sure. But you know, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was always something you were always saying yes, yes. to. Yes, always. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm, because That's I was filling up my time. And a lot of it, I mean, it's all stuff I wanted to do, of right. course. Yes. Like, it wasn't like I was saying yes to things I didn't want to do, but I just, that was the way I was kind of coping with this new Angie in her 30s kind of persona. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if I'm not going to have kids, so I might as well do this, mm-hmm. you know, and try to be the best I could at this, since I can't be the best mom that I want right. to be. Yeah.
0: So what do you say now then to the little girl who wrote mm. that she wanted to be a mother? Wait.
1: Just wait for it. You know? Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna happen in the way it's supposed to happen. You know, like you don't have to control everything, but it's it'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. And I have done so much reflecting over the last couple months of my pregnancy about why I had to wait, and a lot of it, I think, comes down to uh, st- you know starting your thirties is weird. You know, you don't really everybody's in kind of different places in their lives, yeah. and it allowed me to have more space to develop deeper friendships with people, um, a deeper relationship with my husband. And a deeper relationship with myself and my community, my career. It wasn't just like, this is what I'm doing. Like in your Mm 20s, you're like, this is what I'm doing. I got to pay the bills. You know, I'm just kind of going through the motions. It kind of forced me to put some meaning on what I was doing every single day. And because I didn't know if I would have it. Mm -hmm. It kind of just put everything in perspective. Getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and then dealing with infertility mm-hmm. just made you really put things in perspective a little bit more. And so I've become really close with some people um, that I don't think I would have had those of friendships if I had a little toddler right. running around, you know? So it gave me the time to be a better friend, a better aunt, a better wife, and hopefully, you know, a better person in yeah. our community, um that allowed this to happen and Mm -hmm. become a better mom yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah
0: yeah I think there's a lot of perspective um that you probably gained that you didn't necessarily want to have to gain you know what I mean that's how I look back on postpartum is I'm like I am I have so much more empathy for struggles Mm -hmm. you know what I mean that I don't think I had before Talk to me about how this struggle changed your marriage. Ooh. It wasn't easy. Yeah.
1: Especially because Zach is so like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, We have each other. He was the one reminding me, like, it's supposed to be us. It's always going to be us at the end of the day. And I said, yes, but wouldn't it be great if we could also have a little us, right. you know, a little guy or a little girl with it too and... It did. It was hard. It was really hard on us. And there were some fights, you know, because it was was like, are we supposed to be together? Because I think he was just going with the flow. And at a point, I was really pushing, like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And so it was in those moments where it was like, are we supposed to do this together? Are Mm -hmm. we? And I know we are. I knew it always came back to we're going to do this together, you know, whether it's having a child or adopting or doing something like that. We didn't really go down those paths. Yeah. Um, cause we were still focused on, you know, trying to see where just trying and trying and trying would go. Um, but I know that at the end of the day, if I told him like, I want to try something else, he would have been behind me 110%. He's the best support partner I could have ever
0: asked for. Yeah. I do think that um, there is something purely biological with men where it feels very, um, you know, it's like, like, I'm the I'm a man who and this is my job is to spread the seed. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think that can be tough on them mentally also, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're like blaming yourself, but like. I know. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but like, I know Turner took that hard when we were having a hard time getting mm-hmm. pregnant. Also, I think he felt very like because he didn't like the whole aspect of. Oh God, I shouldn't say this. Um, he didn't like the whole aspect of like the like the ovulation stick Says it's today. Like he's like, don't come up to me with your schedules and your plans. You know, what? like he really had a harder time with that than I did because yeah. I was very like A plus B equals C, mm-hmm. and I feel like he was just like well, if I can, you know, I'm supposed to be able to do this. and mm-hmm. It's not going to matter what pretty day pretty much much of the month it is. Out. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen
1: because I'm, yeah, I'm Yeah, you know? No, Zach Wesley wasn't that way. I also did not share my ovulation schedule with him. Okay. I did not show him the app or show him the sticks. or. Mm. I, I mean, I think he knew I was doing some of yeah. that. You know, there'd be certain parts of the month that I'd be a little bit more excited than <laughs> other parts of the month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, I really didn't let him in okay. on those kind of moments that I was having with myself. And I don't know if that was a mistake or not that I didn't, but I kind of felt like that was my thing that I was doing for me. And I didn't want that to be, for lack of better words, in the bedroom. Yeah. Okay. I, in the bedroom, I just wanted it to be about us, mm-hmm. you know, in our private marriage, I wanted it to be about us and a Angie on the side is on three different apps and taking this tea or rolling this essential oil on her or whatever. She could do whatever she needs to do. Um, And I wasn't making Zach like take vitamins or eat random stuff. You know, I wasn't doing any of that because I really at the end of the day, I was like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I at some point I was like, screw these ovulation sticks, screw the app. And I'm not joking when I say the way we got pregnant was with none of those things. I did not know I was ovulating. I did not have the sticks in the house. None of those things. So it was just as much of a shock to me as it was to Zach. It was not as planned out as maybe some would think, me being such a big planner. It was an amazing surprise to both of us that this is the way it happened. I know. I know. It's so weird. And you could do You could do all the things. Like, Uh whatever you're doing in your journey right now to get to where you need to be is totally fine. But I will just say, Zach came out of nowhere and he became my husband. And this pregnancy is exactly the same. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. And now we're going to be parents.
0: I do kind of like when life is like that. Me too. Even though it probably means that it was harder along the way. Yeah um there is that really cool moment when you start putting the pieces together and you realize why something didn't happen maybe when you thought it should or when you had first asked for it Mm -hmm. or um anything like that and that can be true of career that can be true of anything really anything you know that's like this why won't this thing come together the way i was hoping it Mm -hmm. would you know, or why you didn't get the promotion two years ago is because you're about to get a different promotion. You know, like yeah. I, there are a couple of moments in my life that I can point to that things did not happen. There's like some dumb saying that's like. It's like when one door opens, whatever it is. Yeah. Or Or like another
1: one opens.
0: Something about, yeah, like there's a window and you might walk through it and sometimes you won't and I don't really know.
1: (laughs) It doesn't matter. The slogans don't matter. Whatever saying, whatever saying you have, whatever you need to work with. But for me, it's just expect the unexpected. Yeah. And it's going to happen. You just sometimes need to wait a little bit longer than you think you're deserving or supposed to wait for it. There is a higher power at work. I think that, I don't know if it's God, I don't know who it is, but something's going on in the universe. We're all feeling it this year. Yeah. Something's going on and it's not going to be up to me for my entire destiny. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes me like scared out of my mind or like really happy and relieved that I can Mm -hmm. like kind of take that pressure away that life's just going to work out the way it's supposed to work out but
0: it is what it is well you bring up an interesting point because i've heard multiple times people say this pandemic happened so that everyone would start getting to know their families again <laughs> so that every you know yeah. and i don't know that i necessarily agree with that conspiracy theory right. there are plenty of others that i'm interested in not this one we do we do um but it but it is interesting um the way that this has changed a lot of things for a lot of people.
1: One thing that I'm certain of is that this pandemic has affected every single person on this earth. Yes. Whether good, bad, ugly, Mm -hmm. horrible, wonderful, it has affected every single person. It does not discriminate. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the lesson that we take away from it.
0: Well, and we're not we're only four days away from the 19th anniversary of 9-11. And that was a huge day, you know, because we were old enough to really understand Mm -hmm. what the heck was going on. And there is a certain generation, us included, that this is their 9-11. Like this is their game changer. This will alter the course of their lives going forward. Mm -hmm. The Challenger exploding. I mean, our parents talk about
1: that. And, you know, there are those times in the world where it affects everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'll be able to say, hey, you were a pandemic baby. <laughs> like like yeah. everybody goes, where were you on nine eleven? Where were you when COVID nineteen, you know, everything yes. everything hit the fan? I'll say, I went remote. I started anchoring from my basement, which is something we never thought we'd never. ever be able to do. And I got pregnant.
0: Yeah. How, um, as far as you can tell, how it has being pregnant during a pandemic different or good, bad, or otherwise compared to if it was just like a regular day?
1: Um, in our studio, the bathroom is very far away. <laughs> in my studio at home in the basement, the bathroom is not far away. And the first important. trimester of your pregnancy, that is very important. And that's <laughs> oh as far God. as I will go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, honestly. Two and a half morning sh- hour morning show. I remember the amazing woman who sat in my chair before me, Julie Sisk, when I produced Good Morning Quad Cities, I remember her running across the studio yeah. to get to the bathroom with one of her three amazing kids that she yeah. was able to have on that shift. She was a wonder woman in her own right. Um yeah, having wow. a bathroom close by was very nice. Also, wearing slippers every day, leggings Huge. every day, not having to put spanks on or high heels, <laughs> and frankly, hiding the pregnancy. Yes. I hid this for 20 weeks
0: mm-hmm. in yeah, my you basement. Did. Yes, ma'am. If we were you in did. studio,
1: you would have definitely seen the changes that happened <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you would have seen those earlier. Right. And I was one before even pandemic that I was not going to be announcing this at 12 weeks or whatever book the books and the blogs tell us to do I wanted to wait I wanted to wait until we knew a gender and until I was a little bit more in a safe zone yeah you know my doctors even advised that because of ITP we just don't know you don't know yeah like there's a lot of heartbreaking stories out there oh no there are so many heartbreaking you didn't
0: google did you
1: Well, I don't need to because everybody knows somebody who has lost a child or who when whatever loss means to you, whether loss means that another month went by that you weren't pregnant or if loss comes weeks into a pregnancy, it's still loss. Mm -hmm. You still have to mourn that. I knew enough of those kinds of stories that I needed to wait until week 20 at least.
0: So you were given the space to do that, which is yeah, which was great.
1: a silver lining, definitely. For sure. And it gave us enough time to tell people yeah. that we wanted to tell. Um, you know, we we found out we were pregnant right away, so it was whatever week five or whenever you take the test. But it gave us a lot of time to do those Zoom calls and see people in person and do all the things we wanted to do before, again, private matter in a public sphere with our jobs. Tell it to all the viewers. Yeah, which is just a, like another added element. If you are a pregnant public person, mm-hmm. you, know, you have to think about telling everybody else, right? Which right. is fine. I was really excited to do it, but it was really important for me to make sure I I told all the people I wanted to tell before they found out through the news.
0: <laughs> before they found out the news through from the news. Donnie Wahlberg on stage. At right. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. <laughs> That's how I found out Denise is pregnant. <laughs> I, I had pregnant. suspicions, but oh. I also knew don't assume somebody's pregnant just because they have a little bit of a belly. <laughs> and she's up there on stage emceeing, and freaking Donnie Wahlberg announces Denise's pregnancy, not just in front of me, but in front of like 500 right. women. But immediately my cities.
0: mind went to you sitting in the front row. I'm like, oh crap, I didn't even tell Angie yet. <laughs> the look you and I gave each other. <laughs>
1: And I remember you came down the stairs and, like, all these women, like, rushed to you because they wanted to talk to you about it, which is sweet. I'm just hanging back. And you, finally, the crowd clears and you're like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I remember what I said. I said, don't you ever be sorry. And we were emotional and we got to have that moment with each other. Yes. (laughs) But... Oh my god. I was like, No. But also like, how cool. That right. But remember like you're like, well now I guess I have to put it on the news. I know, I put it on that night because I was night, like I don't know what to do. With the picture. And everybody was like, wait, Donnie's the dad?
0: <laughs> I know that's <laughs> like, so a Very uh, confusing, but I mean everyone was supportive. You oh, know, yeah, if had been the oh, father, yes, I the father oh, would have oh, been fine. See that guy's muscles? <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. No, it was so funny. Um, so when you told me <laughs> You sent me a little picture of yourself Mm -hmm. and um, you like prefaced, you sent like a series of little text messages and Mm -hmm. it was like, how pregnant do I look in this dress or or something like that. Yeah, because I was recording this Jefferson
1: Awards special.
0: Yep. And the bump that you had in (laughs) that dress... reminded me of the bump that I had when I still hadn't told you and I was wearing my jacket around the newsroom a bunch. Yeah, your blazer. And at the like the last minute before a show I took it off and I remember like looking in the mirror going, "Crap, like it's pretty obvious today." And yeah. you didn't say anything in that moment, but nope. you like later on you said something yes, and you were makeup like, counter. you were like, "Remember that green dress you were wearing yep. that one day?" I'm like, "Yes." yes. <laughs> yes but we know. had I feel like in my memory it was that Bump. It was that 17 or 16 week type yep. of a bump where it's just like, ah, it I think It's more so. like wine and cheese. <laughs> She's doing more than just punching right. too hard. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So well, and that's kinda... why I knew
1: that it was a good time to tell you. The way I wanted it to tell you was I thought we'd be going back to the studio right. a lot earlier. So I was going to take a picture, and be like, I'm going to wear this for the first day back in the studio. How does this look with a bump? Yeah. Something funny like that. Obviously, that hasn't happened. But
0: <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. That's the one thing that you're really missing and yeah. that you will get yeah. before this baby comes. Yes.
1: I told them, I said, as long as I can get in there for one day, even if it's election day, um, to take a picture in the studio with my bump, have that moment, just be back in my place with my people, mm-hmm. pregnant, would mean so much to yeah. me. And I'm not sure why that means so much to me, but, you know, like, I I had to announce from my basement yeah. that I was pregnant. And I always imagined that I'd be able to announce in the studio with Eric and John on either side of me. And everybody hugs.
0: And everybody's and-
1: excited. And, like, there's not a delay. Because <laughs> there's a delay <laughs> right. when you're in your basement with a live-view camera. This whole setup we have is just, you know, it just... It's not as natural and as exciting as you want it to be. You just... At the end of the day, you're literally by yourself in your basement. Yep. With these voices in your ear. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And so it just wasn't as special as I wanted it to be. I mean, it was still special. It was still awesome, but...
0: You know, I do feel well, like I'm missing those out on something. All those years, you'd been thinking about the yes. day that you would one day announce. Yeah. So this does look a little yeah. different.
1: And I remember when I told you, you understood that right away. Because yeah. you've been able to do yeah. it twice, you know, yeah. um, in studio with Jim Bayou and everything. It just it would have meant a lot to me. So I'm hopeful that we'll be able to go back in the studio and spend some good time. Yeah. In the newsroom, in the studio with the guys, uh, you know with a bump everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and be able to show it off and just really have those fun moments before I have to leave for three months for maternity leave. Yeah. And I just think it would be so weird if I – we all go home in March. I had no idea I was pregnant, obviously, in March. I become pregnant. I'm in my basement. (laughs) And then I have a baby. And the pandemic's still going on. I go on maternity leave. And then we come back in March – From maternity leave, and oh, here's Angie and her new kid. Right. (laughs) Like, how bizarre is that? Right. That's so weird. Like, it just shows how much can change in a year.
0: And that's frightening itself. Right. It's encouraging and frightening. It's so
1: crazy. It's so crazy. And like, a year ago, I never thought that I would be able to be a guest on your podcast. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like, it's amazing how things can change so quickly. And I only had to take one pregnancy test to know everything is about to change. Yeah. That plus sign was blaring
0: bold. Oh, what a good feeling, though. I was like, this is happening. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. It's big, Ange. It's big. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: I'm excited for this new chapter. I'm excited to see what Angie and Zach are like as parents. Yeah. Um, And I'm excited about mothering a child. I'm really excited about what this child can become. And I don't know. I'm just really excited about this journey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what's cool is that never goes away. That feeling doesn't go away even when the baby's, you know, like 18 months old. You still have that like. Who are you? What will you be? Yeah.
1: You know? What will you write on a page of what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. What will you have to wait for? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. What will you have to wait for? Yeah. And that's the one big lesson I'll be able to tell them is that it's not happening right now. It's okay. Wait for it.
0: Right. So now that you're able to imagine whatever you want, do you imagine lots of babies (laughs) one at a time? I mean, if the sky was the limit, what would you, what do you wish for?
1: One at a time. Yeah. Let's just be in the moment here, yeah. right now. Was that
0: annoying? Here I am asking you if you're going to have another baby. That was like the grandma, like old person thing to do, right? <laughs> like, well, I see you're pregnant with one. Are you having two? Yeah. It's like the
1: second, <laughs> like the second you get married, they're like, so when are you going to have yeah. some kids? Yeah. But but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: when you're finally able to really think, like that all things are possible. Mm-hmm. You know? All things
1: are, um, but I also know that there's still a ch- challenges and sure. things like that in the future too. Yeah. There's some people who can get pregnant really, really fast with the first and not with the second, right? which is crazy to me, um, yeah. or natural with the first and they need medical intervention for the second. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where my story is going to go from here. All I know is that I just felt a kick and that... Those are the moments that I'm going to like sit in and giggle about and be so thankful for. And I'm just not going to worry about what's ahead. And that's another really big lesson. I'm just not going to try to, you know, be in that space anymore. Yeah. What will be will be. And for now, where I'm at is pretty amazing.
0: Well, you've never been more prepared. You know what I mean. When you think about what I'm, and I mean that in the sense of like to be able to be married to someone for eight years and to walk into this huge challenge together. You know, like yeah, you know, like that's a huge gift. You guys have never been more prepared Mm -hmm. than you are today. And we spent our whole twenties, just the
1: two of us having fun, going on trips. You know, having the best times with our friends and our family and now we get to spend the rest of our 30s -hmm. you know as parents and seeing what that all the fun that comes out of this now yeah but yeah we do and those are the moments that i would you know kind of bring myself back like i'm i'm lucky like we got to have a lot of time together Mm -hmm. just the two of us yeah
0: there's all kinds of different ways to do it but those years when you're married when it's just you guys You don't ever get back until the kids are out of the house. Exactly. You know?
1: I know. And we've built a really strong foundation with each yeah. other. I, I mean, I'm not saying that we don't have our times where we're, you know, having little fights here or there, you know, even when it comes to like the nursery, <laughs> you know, like, and we will, we continue will. But we've built a really strong foundation where we understand each other very, very deeply. And I think that's going to really help us as we become parents. At least help it does. Yeah. <laughs> of
0: course it will. Of course it will. Um, what's like priority number one? Nursery stuff? Are you talking about name stuff? Mm. Um... We need to talk about hosting a shower. Yeah, we've got a lot to squeeze in. We still
1: have a lot to do. I mean, I'm month six already, which is crazy. Um, The priority right now is taking some classes and learning about how to raise a baby. Sure, sure. Like infant care classes, breastfeeding. I would love to be able to breastfeed, but I don't know if I will be able to. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know. That's another, like, whole other topic, isn't it? Because they'll. (laughs) tell you how important it is but if my blah 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 is not the right size and your (laughs) mouth isn't the right size it's not gonna happen like sorry um so just kind of learning as much as i can right now got the registry done okay that's a huge goodness gracious i thought a wedding registry was challenging a baby (laughs) registry i know What's a sleep and play and a pack and play? Are these the same thing or are they two separate things? Someone's like, oh, there's those two different brands. Well, that's annoying. Right. Like, are right. they try to trick me that I have to get one of each? Yeah. Don't even get me started.
0: It blows me away how many different places there are to put the baby. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like there are different apparatuses yes. just for putting. Yeah. You know, like they can sit. Or they can lay. Or they can prop. (laughs) Or they're on their stomach. Or they can be, be, yes, Yes. stomach. Or on their back. Back. Or maybe they want to be, like, smushed up in the bumbo. Yeah. Or Or they they want to be (laughs) swaddled. Swaddled. Or Or they want to be,
1: or they're, like, the best treatment for diaper rash is just to have them naked. Right. But I need to keep them warm. It's going to be January when he's out in the world. (laughs) We know how January is around here. What am I doing? Right. I I will tell you, the very first baby item I received were little baby socks, and that was a 30-minute sob fest that I've been waiting for, apparently, my whole life, because it was the best thing ever to just imagine these little feet that are kicking me right now in these little socks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love those moments. Yeah. I love those moments that just now take me by surprise. Yeah. I just feel like I'm living for those moments rather than the moments I've been trying to plan yeah. my whole life. Now I'm living for these moments that just take me on a whirlwind.
0: Yeah. Any other moments like that where you really felt like like this thing was real or like I actually am a mom? Like, holy smokes.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I felt moving, mm-hmm. that's a, a feeling that is really hard to like explain to somebody. Yeah like this inner, like, I don't need to go to the bathroom. And it's not gas, right? That is a kick like that Uh is a, And like, we all started that way. We all started that way, like in somebody's body kicking them to be like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) Like, nice to meet you. Like, we all like, I think that those are the moments that I just like, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, life and this is a miracle. Everything I'm going through and this baby's going through. And the fact that I can grow a human in me is a miracle. Yeah. Like, I I can't say that enough. Whenever I get in those kind of like mind
0: spaces, that's Mm -hmm. just throws me for a loop. We're getting to sort of the conversational age with Abe where where we can explain to him that he grew in mommy's belly. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'll just randomly come up in some, you know, silly little ways. And so he's conversationally, like, able to do a back and forth mm-hmm. on that. And, mm-hmm. and just like, like the mystery in his eyes over the fact that like, I grew you, mm-hmm. you know, and then I stop and think like, I grew you now, and I grew you. Like, that's freaking cool. I know.
1: I think that with anybody when I see their kid. You know, I think that anybody. I look at them, I'm like, my friend grew you. That's
0: crazy.
1: (laughs) That's nuts. Yeah. I just think it's amazing. Life is so amazing. And it gives us so many blessings and things that we can focus on and look forward to more so than the bad. Yeah. And we need that. We need that especially now more than ever
0: my two pieces of pregnancy advice yes number one after it was over oh i was like i wish i had more pictures of my belly at its biggest just bare you know what i mean mm. so you realize you have plenty of them in a shirt yeah but like you just like it's like you suddenly forget uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, like, you needed that picture to, like, jostle your memory. To remember. So with Everett, I had, um, like, maternity boudoir photos taken. Ooh. And they're amazing. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, they're amazing. And I'm so glad that I did them. And I don't think I needed them with Abe now because uh-huh. I, just, I just needed one. Yeah. You know? Um, but they're amazing. Ooh. I love them.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Right now, I'm at a point where I get out of the shower and I just want to get back in the shower because I catch the mirror and I get very scared. Yeah, I understand that. (laughs) My body's changing a lot for the first time ever in my life. Mm So I'm just getting used to the bump. I love the bump.
0: Yes, I love the bump. But I mean, it's okay to acknowledge that it's like not super great or it could be frightening to see. It's a little frightening. Change. It's a
1: little like there I am. <laughs> All right, so bare belly pics, not bear there belly yet, picks, but I'll yes. keep that in mind. Yes, I'll keep it in mind,
0: even if it's just just like one. Take them privately for yourself. You know All what right. I mean. Just, just to trust have me them. on that because yes. you don't
1: have them like framed in your house. No, <laughs> no.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> like turn
0: around, like oh, did you not see that see? big one on the wall when oh, you came in? No, I didn't see that mural. <laughs>
1: you got commissioned
0: okay so I'm gonna say that and then yeah I also um I made it a point with Everett to stop feeling bad about myself to stop doing the body thing because oh. about like stupid. recovering yeah and just, just getting stop the body it. back yeah and stop like stop thinking about it stop wondering I went through this weird thing where I was I was like well, do I look thirty weeks pregnant, or do do I look more than thirty oh, weeks? pregnant? Oh, you mean before he was born? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, do you realize no one knows how many weeks you are, and they don't have some sort of comparison chart that no. they're referencing? But in my head, I was like, but what if people think I look more pregnant than I am? Oh, what if they think I'm yeah. bigger than I should be? Right. Like, what a dumb thing to worry about. I don't
1: even know. What like, a stupid I had to look up before I walked in this house what week I was at. Like, yeah. I constantly forget where I'm at yeah. with my pregnancy.
0: No, I was just very worried that I was, like, like too big or um, too small. Like, yeah, right. What a dumb thing. So with Everett, yeah. I didn't do that even mm, for one day. Nice. And I was super proud of myself. And then I did those photos, and I was like, boom. Boom.
1: Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Look at this belly.
0: So. Yeah, do, so, like, stop. Yeah. Like, I don't know, try to eliminate the body stuff as much as you can because it's yeah. just, it's just a suck. It's just a right. suck because then once it's over, you're like, wow, that was really worthless to worry about because... Because hello. Yeah. I've got this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's way more important things to so worry about. So much more yeah. important things. Yeah. My thing is just like my clothing, my closet, like there's not a lot that yes. I can fit in anymore. Yes. <laughs> so it's just, it's always like a... I've got some maternity things, but it's always like, is this going to be wide enough for me to slip into yeah. for the morning show today? <laughs> <laughs> like, are my boobs going to fit in this anymore? Because those have changed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A lot. <laughs> oh, gosh, Ange. Hmm. I feel like we've covered it. Well, anyway, so. so when I um, when I asked you if you wanted to do this podcast, I said that, you know, we would both put out this podcast <laughs> and that you would be your own Wonder Woman for this month. So I think you've proven over the last hour why you are, in fact, a Wonder Woman.
1: Thanks, Denise. I think you are, You're too. Welcome. I'm going to turn the tables on you. Why? Not today. Because <laughs> we've spent a lot of time talking. But it's coming. When okay. You least expect it because oh, that's the theme here, you know. <laughs> but um, it means a lot that you think I'm a yeah, Wonder Woman. I, I do. spend a lot of time thinking about Wonder Woman and who should be the next guest on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun talking about two women about their stories. And that's what we are, right? We're storytellers. That's what we do with our guests and the people we talk to in the community. We want to just know their stories and where it all started, where their passions are, and the advice they have and what they think when they think about Wonder Woman. Because it's not just a superhero. It could be anybody. And for me, it always comes back to lead by example and find your passion and do it. Yeah, Live what you love. I have it... Literally on my bracelet, live what you love. And I think it just, that's what makes a Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. Well, now you're also a Wonder Woman who takes it to a mother level. <gasps> yes! <laughs> yes! That was perfect! On a mother level, oh, yeah. Angie, I'm so glad you were my guest today. Thank you for opening your heart and sharing something that I know was hard. I love you. you. Know, love you too, Anne. <laughs>